Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, welcome to the Steel Wars call-in show. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. Uh, we've had a little bit of technical issues getting uh, things going. Can the chat room hear me? Okay, great. Thank you, chat room. Here's the deal. For general listeners, for the next 45 minutes, we will be taking your calls and talking the week's Star Wars news. But if you are listening live or you are a Steel Wars supporter, we will go into overtime quite often. A uh, An extra 45 or an hour of Star Wars chat. So if you are on hold, we will get to all your calls. We're just changing up a little bit. We've changed the system. We used to have to uh, cut off live listeners at the 45-minute mark, but I've switched around now. So uh, if you're listening live, you can get the bonus show also. Uh, and we have got Amanda. Amanda Ward, is this you? It's me. Welcome from MakingStarWars.net <laughs> and the very popular and one of my favorites, Rebel Girl Podcast. Amanda Ward, welcome back to the show, buddy. Thank you for having me again. I'm so, so happy to be here. <laughs> I'm glad you're happy. <laughs> no. I've had a, um, you know, I've had a tough week. I'm, I'm back in Australia. I was in America for three weeks, so I'm back here and getting things together and I miss my wife and my cat dearly but that's why Star Wars is good sometimes a little a little escape from uh, mm-hmm. all your troubles and we can we can complain about Ewoks blinking or Mendo's <laughs> cape not being wide enough all that great stuff you know we have got uh, some exciting news for Steel Wars listeners, and that is that the Steel Wars Patreon just launched an hour ago without, I haven't even posted the link yet, which is very impressive that we've already got four patrons, Amanda, without no, no link. At, at wow. this point, I'm, I'm going to do reverse promotion and never promote it, and then it will just continue <laughs> to grow. That is not uh, what I'm going to do. So I'm just going to post the link in the chat room and everyone can check it out. And hopefully there's a Patreon bonus level for you. Um, I'll run through them. This is just a little launch episode. Then we'll get to the Star Wars news. For $1 a month, you can just help keep the podcast going. That's the sorry about the mess level 
where um, for about 10 cents an episode over the month, it will cost you uh, or contribute to keeping the podcast going and you'll get a call-in fast pass on the call-in show. You won't have to wait in the queue. I think this will be the most popular one. This is $3 a month and this is the content club, Amanda. So much sweet, sweet content. You get all our bonus shows direct to your podcatcher of choice. And the bonus shows include Making Steel Wars with, um, you know, this guy, Jason Ward, that, that rap scallion. Oh, okay. That, that's why he can't look after the kids for an hour every couple of weeks. That's my fault. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's I'm, why I'm me really and the sorry. kids are locked into a room for hours on end. <laughs> Let's not go too far. You have full – we're not – it's not – Jason Ward is not gatekeeping you from the rest of the house, I'm sure. Um, you get the Steel Wars live movie commentaries. You get the live call-in bonus shows. You get the Patreon Q&A shows. All the full-length versions of the Steel Wars podcast. Going back to episode one, the Gonk and Steel's trash compactor when Gonk isn't busy. So you get full access for $3. At a $5 amount, you get all that plus a Steel Wars sticker pack every six months with as many stickers as I can fit in the envelope without the postage going up and there'll be new stickers coming along with each delivery at ten dollars amanda you can join mm-hmm. the gatekeeping elite level wow. wouldn't you like to be an elite <laughs> gatekeeper and for that you get all those rewards plus a an exclusive t-shirt every six months at twenty dollars a month you get to give your immeasurable support which includes a plug of whatever you want to promote every month on the Steel Wars podcast to thousands and thousands of listeners. This is an interesting one, Amanda. At $30, this is the Your Snoke Theory rules level. I will praise and go in-depth on how correct Your Snoke Theory is live on air, regardless of how ridiculous or implausible it might be. You get a big Your Snoke Theory Sucks gift pack with a T-shirt and a cap and some bonus things, as well as all the other bonus things that we have talked about, all the content, the uh, exclusive tea, the exclusive stickers. And then this is the big one, Amanda, and I think this one might go off this episode. There's only one of these. This is the Supreme Leader level. This is perfect for the benevolent rich person. This is only $5,000 per month. It includes all the rewards. Plus, Steel Saunders, podcaster, will meet you in any food court worldwide for some noodles. So if there's any retired billionaire filmmakers out there, that are sick of sitting in random food courts by themselves without someone to just chat about the daily events or Star Wars or the slave traders that bought your films. I'm here for you for just $5,000 per month. So just <laughs> Wasn't cash there a picture in. of George Lucas eating in a food court? Yeah, that's the reference. Okay, okay. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> And if you go, it's, it's patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars, and there is a beautifully photoshopped picture down the bottom of George Lucas in the Adelaide food court eating noodles with me, um, standing with him, keeping him company. 
So there's some there's some fun for everyone. So yeah, we've already got four patrons, which I'm very excited about, and I'll give shout outs to everyone that if they have time to. Oh, we actually got five patrons now. This is this is like a telethon. This is very exciting. If I could work out how to see who the patrons are, I would give them a shout out. I've done it. Okay. And this is, um, we had the Bandcamp supporter, the Bandcamp supporter page, and this is going to replace that because it is much easier for me to get the content out and on Patreon, and it's also much easier for you guys to listen. You just have to plug in a, a secret little code into your podcatcher of choice, and all the bonus content will ooze in. So um, thanks so much to our. Uh, I've got to. I've got to remember what all these. Things are. What was the $20 one? I can't remember. Immeasurable support, I believe this is. <laughs> We've received immeasurable support from Michelle Lucas and Eric Struthers. Thank you, guys. Uh... And we've got some elite gatekeepers in the house, too. Catherine Kaneen, uh, Michael Odd, and Emily Lind. And I may have mispronounced two of those three surnames. Who knows? There is no level which enables your name to be pronounced correctly on the podcast. So uh, that, that might be the, um, the $10,000 level. Who knows? But uh, what, what do you, let's talk a bit of Star Wars. We've done some sizzle, and I'm sure we'll mention that once or twice in the podcast's future. So uh, <laughs> we'll talk some Star Wars. Got to support the team. Got a cat to feed. And I've got a um, I've got a wife to provide for you guys. So uh, with this sweet, sweet content, maybe we can get there. In Star Wars news, Amanda, we've just had uh, confirmation that Star Wars Rebels Season 4 is coming. Are you excited? Yeah. Have you been enjoying the last few episodes of, I know you have a contentious relationship with this animation franchise <laughs> um no I, I have been enjoying the last few episodes i i you know i'm never going to be as love in love with it as some people are but i'm definitely liking the direction it's going i was really really pleased with what they did with sabine's story so i'm happy that there's a fourth season coming i want uh to get more explored with sabine and uh, callus and I'll watch it. I mean, I've watched all the seasons. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> that is a very Star Wars fan attitude. It's Star Wars. I'll watch it. <laughs> what more do you want from me? Exactly. <laughs> what more do you want? And this is another interesting one reported by Variety via makingstarwars.net. Or is that the other way around? Either way, <laughs> Variety did it. Then Amanda Ward at makingstarwars.net posted it on her website. So let's make things perfectly clear here. Um, and uh, Michael K. Williams from The Wire and Boardwalk Empire is in final talks to join the yet untitled Han Solo standalone film due next spring. Now, I have not seen The Wire or Boardwalk Empire, but I know they're classy shows high level and I saw mm -hmm. a certain amount of joy from those that have seen those shows at this announcement. What light can you shed on this situation? 
Well, um, I mean, it's it's really exciting still. It's really good news. I, I haven't seen all of The Wire. I'll admit I've seen some, but I have not watched it, and I'm very ashamed of that, and I'm sorry. I'll get to it. But, I, you know, I've seen some of his other stuff. Most recently he did um, The Night Of with Riz Ahmed. Super, super ah, good in that. Okay. Everyone should check it out. Yeah. But uh, he's such a dynamic actor still. Like, he's really one of those actors that you, I guess, on first glance, you just, like, mentally typecast them as, like, some type of character. But he has so much range. And um, he's really, really interesting and just, I think a perfect fit for Star Wars because um, he has a good sense of humor and a good sense of like the kind of work that he picks. I think that's important. So I'm, mm. I'm excited. Well, how good is excitement? I don't, you know, you don't want to be typecast. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be typecast just as a hilarious and informative Star Wars podcaster. There's way more to <laughs> me, Amanda. Stop just saying mm. that about me. I'm sick of it. Now, there is this one comes from um, our friend uh, Charlie Ashby from London, who, um, if you're uh, in the Steel Wars uh, safe haven on Facebook, which you're all more than welcome to join. There's a link to that on the front page of SteelWars.com. He's our buddy from London that appeared on a few of the uh, blog pods at Star Wars Celebration. He's posted this bizarre article, Amanda, from the Washington Times, which I'm not very familiar with, but a quick glance over of their website. It does look like a legitimate news organization. Um, They haven't covered the uh, Star Wars Han Solo casting rumors, so they're not totally on the ball. But they have this story. At, uh, from Princeton University, stormtroopers banned from Star Wars-themed college reunion over alleged Nazi inspiration. I'll read the article. <laughs> this, it, it, I, I, I'm, I'm just stunned. Like, this is just such a bizarre article. Like, I'm, I, I'm checking for, you know, onion links and stuff on this thing. Graduates from Princeton's 2012 class will not be able to attend a Star Wars-themed party in Stormtrooper gear due to fears it may convey a racist message. A rules committee organising a five-year class reunion party in early June around the fictional Star Wars universe. What? Anyway, ignore that. <laughs> was contacted about characters allegedly inspired by World War II-era events. Subsequently, stormtroopers will not be allowed. And then this is a quote from the organisers. A few of our classmates reached out expressing concerns over our choice to use stormtroopers as our costume inspiration. We have been informed of the origin of this word and its connections to early to mid-20th century Germany. This is something neither... Anyone on your reunion committee was aware of, but something we take very seriously. Tonight, we made the unanimous decision to remove these costumes. What is going on? That's hilarious. I think you and I share, you know, very, I, I, I guess, sort of welcoming beliefs. You know, we want to stamp out racism. We, um, mm-hmm. We're very, very inclusive in just living our lives and but I, I'm I'm boggled by this. Like it's 
how can people that apparently studied to become so smart act so <laughs> stupidly? It's it's very confusing. We are we are dealing with educated idiots at the Princeton University. Yeah. It's it's you know George Lucas has made you know there's obviously no secret where the the stormtrooper word came from, but it doesn't promote racism. When when one of them was yeah. revealed to be African American or, or, or um you know not white with 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 Finn, it it did provoke a lot of racist outrage, but I, I don't think anyone at or I guess I can't say that because someone does they went to Princeton but I, I, I yeah. think it is a very very long very long wrapping around the earth several times bow. <laughs> that you are drawing to say dressing up as a stormtrooper is promoting some sort of racist message, especially when you take in all the amazing work the 501st do in stormtrooper gear to raise money for for charities and bring, you know, uh, some warm times to, sure. to the kids. Yeah. It's, I, I, well, what else is I, I don't even know how to react. Yeah, it's 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 painful. But what I find hilariously ironic is that like at this current moment in America where this university exists, we have real current Nazis that are like threatening people and and we've had so much anti Semitism come up recently that there's I, I get it. I get being you know, afraid of this kind of thing and, and wanting people to feel comfortable, but like Maybe don't worry about the make-believe stormtroopers and worry about the real-life scary people, and especially at the university level. Like, that's where you're supposed to be educating the youth to become, you know, resistant for racism and anti-Semitism and things like that. And for them to get so paranoid about costumes, I, I, wow, that's, that is baffling. It's boggling. And also the, the the smart the smarts to like weed out the chaff on issues. Do you know what I mean? Like you know we had that. We're not going to go deep into it, but there was that issue with the the your Snoke theory sucks stickers and and people saying it was some mm-hmm. sort of you know bullying. And it's just like there is actual bullying going on in fandom. Let's focus on that. Like yeah, and and, and this just seems like. The last issue on the list once we've evolved the planet into a utopia. It's it, it is uh, it, even yeah. then, even then, I would be outraged in our utopia about uh, <laughs> not being able to wear a sweet sweet stormtrooper outfit. So strange, um, Amanda. We have got maybe the most calls on hold. We've had. Um, for as long as I can remember, it goes off green, Ooh. so we should get some calls. Take that, Johnny Grasso. <laughs> well, when Johnny Grasso's on, we're just happy when he manages to call in. So, um, <laughs> but on the flip side, I think some people are a bit disappointed when he does call in. So there you go. Let's go to three one four. Who are you, and where are you calling from? Hey guys, it's Eric from St. Louis. How's it going? Uh, Eric, did was it? Yes, sir. 
Uh, Eric Struthers. Hello. Now, Eric does a lot of work behind and in front of the scenes for the Steel Wars podcast and also managed very, uh, acted very quickly and became our honorary first ever Patreon or patron on Patreon. So thank you, Eric. I am thrilled. I am honored by your... Uh, your patronage, especially for someone that already does so much work for the podcast. Yeah, I'm happy to do it. I, um, I, I wanted to clear up a couple of things before I went ahead with the $5,000 one. Do the noodles, <laughs> do you pay for that? Or am I still on the, on the hook for that? Listen, I can budget. Um, the, the news reports were that George Lucas' serving of noodles was $9 Australian, and I will pay for that. I'm not sure if that included the Coke that he had. I'm not sure if he got some sort of noodle soft drink meal deal with your choice of soda, but um, I'm going to go out there. I will budget for both a soda of your choice and some noodles. Nice. Nice. Right. Okay, well, I'll, I'll log back on after I'm done with the call and, and turn, turn that up. Thank you, good <laughs> sir. But just, but that, but just, uh, the thing is, there's only one of these. There's only one of these offers, so make sure you don't get snaked. Oh. Yeah, I better hurry then. Hang on. Can you guys wait? I'm totally We kidding. cannot <laughs> wait. The content is too important. I can't. I cannot even wait for a five thousand dollar pledge. That's how important the content is. <laughs> Some people might Man, say that my values are completely messed up. But, um, in all but, seriousness, though, man. In all seriousness, I'm super happy to do it. I I love what you do. You're doing great work. I mean, just from apart from being funny, but for the community. You know, I've been I've been in the music business for a really long time, and you have to support the stuff you like, you know, it's just, it's part of how it goes because I've seen the music industry just fall apart, especially like the local scene here when people quit supporting artists, when they quit supporting live shows and it's, you got to take care of the stuff you love, man. And, uh, you know, all these Star Wars podcasts I dig, they, I want them to still be there and I want them to be able to do what they do for what I get out of it. So it's, it's the, it's just, it's the thing to do, man. Thanks so much, Eric. And I guess the whole thing with like things like Patreon is like, you know, we've got thousands of uh, listeners and if everyone just chipped in, like everyone just went for that, that 10 cents an episode level, we'd be good. We'd be sweet good. And I should also say we've also got goals along the way for totals and we're 30% already to our next goal, which is the release of the Phantom Menace audio commentary recorded before a live audience. So I think that one will be going up pretty soon, I would imagine. Sweet. And, um, we've already got a, a couple more uh, patrons already. And I should say, what's the level um, at that gatekeeping elite level where you get for $10, you get the uh, exclusive T-shirt. Oh, also, this is a bonus. You'll be into this one, Amanda. As One of the, the perks, the bonuses, is I will tweet out a Photoshop I will make of you, the patron, and me acting elite behind a gate. So, um, <laughs> yes. I don't know how you could pa- pa- pass that up. I've, I've also just realized I've got a lot of Photoshopping to do after the show already. 
King Tom, who I believe was the first patron to the Making Star Wars. Uh, now this is podcasting patron. He didn't get first in, but he got pretty quick. But he is a gatekeeping elite member now. So I'll be photoshopping him. And I'll, I will add a crown to the King Tom as he's the king of all Star Wars podcast interactors. Is that a word? And uh, from the Star Wars Podcast Alliance, we've got Tyler Westhouse. He has joined the sticker group. That you will send me a bunch of stickers. I have to get used to learning how to say all these different uh, things. But um, Eric, do you have any Star Wars thoughts on your mind, my good friend? Well, I do. But the real reason I called was to ask Amanda if she's doing okay now that the naked chicken chalupa has departed the Taco Bell franchise. <laughs> Has it really? I didn't even notice. Well, I went in, I went into a, a restaurant yesterday and it was gone and I knew, you know, I knew it was planned. This, you know, you know how they do it, the temporary thing yeah. and it'll come back strong. But, uh, man, that thing is a superstar. No wonder you can afford $20 a month support, Eric, with these, these high end taco bills like Taco Bell meals you're having. This is, you're, you're living the high life. <laughs> oh, I am. You got that right. Uh, but really, let me just, let me ask you guys this. So, you know, they finally announced Rebels season four. And I know a lot of us were starting to think, man, maybe they're going to, maybe they're going to sew this up at the, in the end of this season with the way they flipped it over and, you know, put Sabine at least temporarily out of the picture. But do you think that this next one will be it? Like, how much farther can they go and still keep making stories until they bump into A New Hope? Do you think season four is going to be the last one? I think – I don't even want it to bump into anything. I want it to keep its distance. I don't want to see any Rogue One characters. I don't want to see Luke Skywalker. I want it to, like, hold off. So I, I would like it if the fourth season was the last one. Interesting. Interesting. I like in a perfect world, and this is this is my favorite catchphrase in fandom, is if they do it right. If they do it right, <laughs> let it continue. I'd I'd love to see, you know, Hera trying to set up uh Echo Base or something like that. That'd be very uh exciting. But I think with the, the tone of, of the uh the show and, and the, like the last few episodes have been awesome, but it has been a bit up and down. I, I, I've never, I've never enjoyed the, um, uh, with apart from Wedge, maybe I've never really enjoyed the introduction of the uh, original trilogy cast members like Lando and, and, and the Princess Leia one. I just thought was just not called for at all, and also confuses the canon now that Princess Leia has seen people with lightsabers. You know, just a few years before she meets Luke Skywalker, I find that a, a, a little bit odd. So I, I think it could be we're, we're four and out. We've got a new animation show on the way. Hopefully, it's on a platform a bit more sophisticated than the fair on Disney XD. I, I yeah, you know, who, who knows? We we have we, have we had enough people suggest a, a, a program on Netflix? I don't know. I don't know. Have we? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think it could be for and out. Um, I, I, you know, the people you know, really missed the Clone Wars and wanted it to continue. But I was always just like, how many more episodes can you fit in in this 
two-year gap between two movies. Like, it's always a fear with me to the jamming too yeah. much content in into the into that timeline, which you know that the expanded universe just just choked on that. So, mm. um, what do you think, Eric? I think it just about has to be the end. I'm the same way. I do, I do not want to see Luke Skywalker in Rebels at all. You know. Because um, I kind of thought the same thing about Princess Leia appearing on the show. It was a bit gratuitous, you know. Um, the only thing I can say about her seeing people with lightsabers is I always got the vibe that she was aware of who Obi-Wan Kenobi was and what he was about before she ever recorded that message on R2. So whether she's completely yeah. oblivious to people with lightsabers and the Jedi – I, that I don't know, but as far as everything else, yeah, I think if we saw Hera, you know, joining the rebellion proper to sort of explain how she got to where she was in Rogue One, that's cool, but I don't want to see anything else, and I don't know how they're going to wrap up Kanan and Ezra, but those two, they got to go. They got to go, they got to go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, really, I really don't think they're going to show them you know, being off, that doesn't seem like rebel style, but I just, they have to do it. They have to. Yeah. I, I was, I, it's funny. I, I, there was an article or there was a buzz on um, Twitter this week about the, the rebels death pool. What, what character is going to die? And I was just like, <laughs> how about any, how about one? <laughs> it's, it's like, it's a pretty, um, uh, like everyone has had the the Indiana Jones three cup of eternal life on on Star Wars Rebels. Everyone gets to survive or have their endings very vague, where they'll uh, maybe they'll still come back. But I I think to honor the original trilogy and and not to twist the words of mm. Obi Wan Kenobi and Yoda, they've got to die. They have to. Yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 and that's always my frustration with all this extra media, which I, I welcome, but it has to honour the movies. And the movies have to honour the movies that came before them. And, and, and all this little retconning and changing of what things mean that people suggest, I, I find it, it's upsetting to me as as a Star Wars fan that that love those films. I maybe I'm an old curmudgeon on this, but like um, I can't help it. I'm old curmudgeon. I I can't. I don't know. What are the kids saying? You know. You know, I'm I'm with you though. Still, I mean, I'm only 19 years old, so I know like what the kids are thinking, and I'm totally with you. It's, <laughs> No, you're you're right though, and I think the the most important thing for the cartoons, like you mentioned, the Clone Wars, you know, with that small time frame that it was working in, and like how much they could cram in there. But I think what was important about the Clone Wars was that it added so much to the lore, to the story, to things that we were already familiar with and wanted more of. Rebels is kind of shooting off into the dark and hoping that we are interested in these things. I think, and they they've had more time to explore those things and haven't quite picked up that same interest I think so that's why I think it's okay if it ends you know only after four four seasons especially because it's not really made any impact on the story in any way so you know it should feel free to like have 
fun and like do different things, but like not keep trying to attain some goal that's not going to be attainable because they don't have enough time. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I really hope if this is it, like, and, and obviously there's a big plan, you know, there's, 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 they've made, funnily enough, really no secret that there's another animation project coming. Like I, I'm, I cannot remember yeah. the lady that, um, Jen that did tweet. Ah, oh, thank you very much. That's why we have um, that's why we have a professional on the show. She, you know, tweeted out like I'm starting this project. Holla, YOLO. That's how the kids talk. I hear. And um, <laughs> so there is this project coming. So I really hope that they, if this is the last season, they know it's the last season, and they can write the episodes accordingly. You know, much like you know, Lost at it was going for a while and they, they, they spoke to the network and they said, all right, let's do six seasons. So then we can begin to start packing our bags and, you know, tying up the story. We don't want, you know, the, the rather abrupt ending that the Clone Wars suffered, that they didn't get to um, totally wrap up all the storytelling that needed to be done. Like you take Clone Wars, the one thing that it really did do for the canon as a whole is make Anakin's fall that much more brutal you know it introduced him as a, a real character with besides the superficial stuff you see in the movies you know and mm-hmm. it, give rebels a chance to matter like that and one of the things you know, people like to say and i sort of just thought of this right now while we were talking but you know it's a kid show it's a kid show they can't kill anybody have you ever seen a disney movie ever you know Every one of them is the same. One of your parents dies. You think it's your fault. That's the hero's journey. That's the start of it. You know, it's, there's nothing wrong with kids understanding that, that people make a sacrifice for what's right. And, Mm. you know, as long as it's done in a tasteful way, you know, kids see that in, in the Disney cartoon movies all the time, you know, so it's not right. like it's going to be this complete shocker that they're not prepared for, you know, and let and, those characters matter. Let them mean something. Yeah. Like I, I'm not a parent as yet, but I remember like when Aunt Baru and Uncle Owen died, like I didn't have, like it didn't corrupt my life or anything like that or, or Obi-Wan Kenobi for that matter. Like it just, like you sort of, I don't know. It's like you just accept it as reality sort of thing. Like it's sort of, I guess it's not such a big thing because it's not like that's how it's portrayed. But then like, if you went the other way and no one ever died, then when, you know, like it, I don't know. It's sort of just like it, it teaches you about life sort of thing and, and how things work. Yeah. You know, it like quite interesting. Just, this is Kate just talking about Disney movies and stuff. I, I saw um, there's a bit of a, a hoo-ha about a gay character in Beauty and the Beast or something like that. And someone had tweeted Anthony Bresnikan that's sort of been covering. He's on the Beauty and the Beast beat at the moment. He's, he's done with <laughs> Star Wars. And he, now he's just fueling his crush on uh, Emma Watson, which... Um, who can blame him? Who can blame him? Um, you got that right. <laughs> all right. Settle down, everyone. Settle down. Um, <laughs> and, and, and someone tweeted him saying, oh, great. I, I now have to 
like explain what being gay is to my five-year-old daughter. And it's just like, to your five-year-old daughter, if you just say, when you're older, you get to choose who you love and it's fine. They won't think another thing. It, it's you that that's having yeah. the issue with it. Like your child is just the product of, you know, the input that you give it. Like Santa, this, this, this fat white bearded man that jumps down the chimney every year and gives you presents based on how well behaved you were, but also it's sort of also affected by um, how rich your parents are. So, and we just accept it. So you can, I actually look forward to um, being a parent just with the things I can make up and tell my, um, my child <laughs> is true. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's going to be like um, I'm going to be like the Ashton Kutcher of fathers, just prank I, after I, prank. I know you've probably got a ton of people on on hold, man. So I don't want to like get into a whole other thing. But um, one thing I can say on that is you don't have to explain that stuff to kids. You know what? I haven't had to explain to my kids why other people are different colors than us. It's just not a thing. It's just it's how it is, and they they don't bat an eye at it. They don't think a thing about any of this until somebody else makes a big deal out of it. Yeah, uh-huh. but that's a bit different because, you know, what you haven't said is you live in one of America's most elite white. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Premises towns. So, um... <laughs> It's, you can't hear their questions from underneath their little baby clan hoods either. So, um, yeah. So, Man. full disclosure. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Eric, uh, thank you so much. Um, Eric actually prepped the um, the live podcast episodes for the feed. So, it's up to him whether that makes it in the so, so here's what I'm going to say then. Uh, everybody else that calls in, don't talk over anybody else because that kills me to edit it. And don't like say, um, for a real long time because I have to cut that out too. So just keep it tight. All right. I, I feel like you're All having right. a go at me with both those comments. <laughs> no. so thank you very much. Cheers, All Eric. Right, thanks, thanks, thanks mate. Thanks for everything. Out. All right. Bye. Eric Struthers. What a great man. And as our telethon continues, we have got in the content club welcoming Matthew Frost and Matt T. Uh, Colin Mc, uh, Colleen McMahon. Sorry, Colleen, who is actually a great person to follow on Twitter. She's a, a great tweeter. She has joined the sticker crew. And Rebecca Edwards, she's got immeasurable support, which is uh, fantastic. Hey Adelaideans, hey Melburnians, the Steel Wars podcast is recording live in your fine cities very soon. 
at the Adelaide Fringe Festival this 11th and 18th of March, Saturday afternoon. We are doing live Steel Wars episodes with live I Love Green Guide Letters eps directly after. As well as all that week, I am doing my new stand-up show, Steel Saunas, The Enthusiast, at 6pm at the Producers Bar. So if you come on one of the Saturdays, you can stay for the whole day and hang out with my mouth words. What an unfortunate turn of phrase. Then, Melbourne International Comedy Festival. We are back for three live Steel Wars podcasts, Saturday afternoons, the 1st of April, the 8th of April, and the 22nd of April, as well as live I Love Green Guide Letters episodes directly after. And in the first 10 days of the festival, I'll be doing my new stand-up show, Steel Saunas, The Enthusiast, at 7pm at Fort Delta, directly opposite the Melbourne Town Hall. All the ticket information is at steelwars.com. But let's go to our next call, Amanda. I believe we have got 405 on the line. Who are you and where are you calling from? This is Aaron from Oklahoma City. Aaron, good to hear from you again, buddy. What is on your mind in the Star Wars world? Well, first of all, I have to say, because I think Eric is a great dude, I have to first say... Um, uh, anyway, now that I have that out of the way, sorry, sorry, Eric, I, uh, he does, he does fantastic things and he's a great person to converse with on, uh, on the social medias. So, all right, let's, let's uh, all talk over at each other at once about how good an, a guy Eric is. How good Eric, 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 such Eric. a great guy, man. He is so Eric nice. Guy. All that stuff he does for all those different oh, podcasts. Man. I mean, Rogue puts all this work in getting this really great. Oh man, I hope, yeah, I just hope I mean, he doesn't get anything out. Yeah, but this is fantastic. Ignite the green. <laughs> All right. Apart from your trolling, which is very amusing. Okay, what's I'm on sorry, your mind sorry, in the world of Star Wars today? Well, I wanted to go back uh as far as really quickly, <laughs> as far as life lessons go, I had a really a really good one uh not long ago. I uh as a smoker, which is not good, no one smokes kids. Uh, I have lighters in my pockets sometimes, and my son found one, and he said, here, Dad, you, you dropped this. And I said, thanks. And he said, but we don't we don't play with it, right? And I said, no, we don't. I said, because you'll burn yourself. And he said, I'll burn myself like Anakin on Mustafar, right? And I said, yes, exactly like Anakin on Mustafar. You will burn yourself exactly like that. So I'm kind of hoping that that Star Wars lesson, I, I impart that onto him, and he can know that, you know, don't play with fire because we'll see what happens. <laughs> so I don't know if those are the kinds of lessons we're trying to teach, but uh, hey, I, you know, if that's the one he picks up on, then I'm not going to stop him. As long yeah. as he's not playing with that well, lighter. That. What's on your mind in Star Wars? Yes, uh, Michael K. Williams. I think that's fantastic. Uh, I uh, I haven't seen a whole lot of his apart from Boardwalk Empire, and he was fantastic on that show. And I, well, I know, Steel, you're not going to go be watching anything of his now because he's now on lockdown. But, uh, <laughs> but I recommend that anyone, anyone who is interested in, uh, in, in seeing his good work, uh, I'm sure HBO Go or whatever, it's, he's, he's fantastic and he's a good, 
he's a very good dramatic actor on that show. And he, and it kind of the first, my first thought was, this is such a lighthearted cast. Everyone's been kind of comedians and stuff. And Woody Harrelson, I mean, of course he's got, you know, dramatic chops and everything, but he's kind of known as, you know, he's, he's, uh, you know, Woody from Cheers. So like, and, and Donald Glover and, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, as I think Johnny said, Phoebe, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. No, but, uh, I think, cause that got Amanda. I think on Twitter, I think she, no, that, that, that was, got that was my poppus. I have to stand up for Johnny. Oh, well, that Pappas. was, that was poppus. That's right. I'm sorry. It, yeah. it was poppus. <laughs> sorry. It was poppus. That, that's funny. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, so I, he just kind of brings a, I don't know, a more dramatic, he seems like a more dramatic addition to that cast. That That's, that's what I had on him. I think he's a fantastic addition, but he just seems a little more dramatic than everybody else in the, uh, that's been cast so far. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Are you theorizing like what role he's going to play yet? Aaron? Uh, man, I, I, I read this like an hour ago. Uh, so I haven't even yeah. thought about it, but I, I was, I was thinking that he possibly could be in Woody's crew or something. I mean, I, 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 I hate to, I I would hate for him to be a bad guy because I think that he he can play such a good good guy. So I think that maybe yeah. possibly he could be somebody on the crew that's not exactly a good guy or a bad guy. They're kind of a maybe that's where Han Solo gets his his darker elements from or or something like that. Hmm. If, you know, maybe maybe Woody's the the lighthearted side, maybe Michael K is the you know darker side i don't know yeah it's obviously you know it's just you're throwing darts at a dartboard at the moment i I think one of the most exciting questions about the han solo film is what when the film starts is han solo's relationship to lando have they met each other yet are they best buddies are they rivals like i and and it it, it, and it's you know it's one of those things that the filmmakers just can decide. And I am, yeah, I'm really fascinated to find out what at the start of the film is, is their relation. I always have the feeling watching Empire Strikes Back that they sort of had like a college buddies vibe going on where like they spent a lot of time, like in really close quarters through a lot of crazy shit and then came out on the other side, like, you know, as human beings. So it would be interesting to see if they have like, you know, those eruptions of like fighting over a girl or like getting into a tight spot and having to do some crazy nonsense to get out of it. Cause you know, but they're young and inexperienced right now. Right. Are, are you confusing Han Solo and Lando Carizian with Jason and Randy? <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, uh, they didn't go to college together, or they probably would have burned it down. Oh my god! Sounds the like stories from those recent Patreon episodes. Ah, oh, I oh know the things that they they admit to. That, it's just like, wow. I know. I'm, I'm kind of glad, though. I feel validated because I've been hearing these things for years and years, and and you know, me and and maybe Tracy's the only person who understands. Are like, you did what? How did you? How are you not dead? Like, how did you get away with that? Like, what's going on? So I feel very validated now that all these other people are understanding my perspective on these things. Because it's no big what's deal. Funny, it's, like, it's just childhood. What's funny is sometimes when I'm listening to some of those crazy stories on the pod, on the uh, the Patreon, 
podcast, I, I think, I wonder what Amanda thinks of this. I wonder what she thinks of this. Good Lord. Just, oh, my just, gosh. It's just funny to me. Yeah, and in comparison, <laughs> my my upbringing was so sheltered, and I didn't feel like that at the time. But, man, I had no idea you could live a life like that. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, we've got tons of people on the line, so uh, I will Please thank you go. for calling in, and uh, I'll thank talk to you, you next both. week. Yep, take it easy, guys. Have a good night. See ya. All righty. Let's go to 585. Who are you, and where are you calling from? Hi, this is Colleen. I'm calling from New York. Are you Colleen that I just spoke about? Yes, you just butchered my name a few seconds ago. Oh, come on. Don't be like that. Uh what is your what is your Twitter address for people let's 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 get you some followers out there. Oh boy, this is so exciting. Uh it's at LeanyCap. That's it. It's just at LeanyCap. How do you spell that? I'm trying to write it out. Oh god. It's L E E N Y C A P. Just a ah, combination okay. of my name and Captain America. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, why are you following her? <laughs> All right, I've just tweeted it out. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, this is exciting. I might get one or two followers out of this. Come on, let's hope. Yeah. Uh what's on your mind in the world of Star Wars? So my question was basically regarding how JJ Abrams, uh about a week ago I think, came out and said that he thinks that Mark Hamill is gonna uh win an Oscar or at least be nominated for an Oscar for his role as a Luke Skywalker. And I was wondering, what do you guys think is going to be so emotionally impactful about that role, about his character in Episode Eight, that makes it Oscar nomination worthy? Because obviously that doesn't really happen in Star Wars universe. And the Oscar for Igniting the Green goes to... <laughs> La La Land. No, it's uh, it's Moonlight. <laughs> I don't know. I I think um, the chances of Mark Hamill being nominated for an Oscar are very slim. Just with you know the Hollywood, the Hollywood. They're the true gatekeeping elite. They're looking down their nose at at Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but. The thought that JJ just is, is saying that is very exciting just for us, the viewer, that there's going to be some meaty uh, Luke Skywalker monologues and, and performances. That is so exciting. Oh, for sure. It's it is. super exciting. Yeah, I but, guess what gets uh, yeah. me most pumped is the fact that J.J. Abrams, with all his flashy lights, thinks that Mark Hamill's going to be deserving of an Oscar, though it probably won't happen. I would right. love it, though. I mean, I, I, like, Im- imagine, imagine, like, let's go with it. He gets nominated, he wins. Imagine Mark Hamill. <laughs> like, like, after, yeah. you know, like, I don't know how he feels about, you know, his career path, but... You know, like, I'm I'm sure he's sick of, oh, I don't know, I can't say, but like, you know, the way that, you know, Harrison just skyrocketed and, and he sort of found it hard to escape that role. And especially after Empire, like the, the, what he did with Yoda to make that all believable was, 
you know, where's yeah. your nomination for that? Yeah, you're, you're acting against, you know, a puppet, which as Amanda Ward controversialist, you know, very, just such controversy on the podcast said, looked way worse than the uh, the prequel version of Yoda. So he had to deal with that. <laughs> he had to deal with his, his weird wobbly ears and, and still got out a, uh, a very good performance. But, you know, to see him up there accepting an Academy Award would, oh, I would, I would bowl my little eyes out, guys. <laughs> he would. He would. But let's, well, because I just I know mean, Amanda, you and Tracy were talking on, I think, last week's Rebel Girl uh, about how you think, like, Luke might be a bit crazy in the new episode. So I don't know if this is going to be him just, like, really, like, hamming it up and playing, like, a real crazy, like, Descended into madness, Luke Skywalker. I don't know. Well, okay. To be fair, Tracy thinks that, and I don't agree. I love Tracy, <laughs> but I don't know where she got that from. But she, she, no, she. I think she thinks that because you know a lot of the concept art that we got for the Force Awakens painted Luke in, in a certain way, and sort of we ended up that ended up not being the case for the film. But, but I think it's so interesting that JJ said that because, I mean, to be honest, one of the things that is often said about Star Wars critically is that the acting has always been terrible. Everyone has been terrible in the movies. And that's what generally like, you know, the Hollywood elite type critics would say about it. You know, it's no uh, Scorsese film, et cetera. But it's true that Mark Hamill has become like one of the most seasoned, well-played character actors, just actors in general, I think of his generation and the, the character of Luke Skywalker is so complex and these new films are taking it to a, a completely different level than we could have ever expected. So that in and of itself does deserve commendation. And I, I think, I, I don't think that he's going to get an award. I think it's absurd to think that Star Wars is going to get an Academy Award, mm-hmm. but I think it's really great that JJ said that anyway, because I do think it needs to be recognized how great these actors are and have become and, and what this, these films really had to deliver, aside from flashing lights and explosions. Oh, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. Mark's entire body of work since, you know, since Return of the Jedi, just, like, all his voice acting and everything has been, like, amazing. Like, as Fireless yeah. Ozai, as the Joker. Oh, my God. And as I said, like, it, it's probably doubtful he'll get nominated, but the fact that he's put in this performance, it's, it's very exciting. It is very exciting just to, ah, that first clip. Come on. Come on, Celebrate. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Very exciting. Well, Colleen, I thank you so much for your call and thanks so much for your support uh, on the Patreon page. Uh, Enjoy the stickers and the content, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you next week. Oh, I will. Steele and Amanda, thanks for having me. My our Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> righty. In our ongoing count of Patreons through the episode, Mick McConnell has uh, joined the uh, gatekeeping elite. Uh, Mick's also helping get all these files up. We've got um, about 200 pieces of content to upload to the Patreon feed. So all there. I'm very OCD. I need it to be in order. I need it to be all there and have photos and tags. And so it's going to be a great experience. 
that much I can tell you. And I think we're halfway there to release the Phantom Menace live commentary, which is exciting. Now, um, we're doing the show a little bit different, allowing uh, everyone that listens live to hear the entire show. So we get a little bit more interactivity in the bonus section. And we've already gone over time in the free show, but let's do one more call. So if it's confusing, if you're listening live, the show will continue. But if you are on the non-Patreon feed, we've got one more call. And then we'll probably do uh, a bunch more calls after that. So let us go to 909. Who are you and where are you calling from? Hi, I'm Madeline, and I'm calling from Riverside, California. Madeline? Hi, Maddie. Is this Maddie, Hi. the, the yeah. troublesome little Star Wars in, fan? Or... Yeah. yeah, you told me to call in, so here I am. <laughs> yes. Now what are you going to do about it? Um, I, I, met, I met Maddie at the Ahsoka book signing at uh, Barnes & Noble in LA. And I don't know, Maddie's a bit of a gatekeeper. She was giving me a, she was, she was teasing me a little bit at this book <laughs> signing, giving me a bit of cheek. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, um, what have you got for us? What's on your mind in the world of Star Wars today, Maddie? Well, I, I wanted to, first off, I wanted to thank you for the Carrie Fisher tribute show. I enjoyed oh. it, you know. It helped. That that means that means a lot to me, Maddie. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, and um, I have a question for both of you. Um, what are you looking forward to most in episode eight? What are you looking forward to? Amanda, mm-hmm. you can take this one. All right, I'm like, I'm like tearing up because she's just so sweet, and that was so nice. Um, <laughs> okay, episode eight. What am I looking forward to the most? Honestly. I don't know if it's in the movie or not. I'm just hoping, but I really want to see Force Ghost Yoda at least, and maybe Obi-Wan and Anakin as well. And that would just make my entire life amazing. That's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> yeah. And I have no idea if it's in the movie. I just hope. <laughs> yeah. That sounds that, it, really cool. Actually. Yeah. It it would add another dimension to the film to have those characters back. Like I, it's something that I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about that we'd have. And it would be great for the, you know, the whole saga to have characters that have gone from episode one and, and then yeah. appearing in, in episode yeah. eight, that, that'd yeah. be, that'd be really um, quite thrilling. I like things that like, I like like collectibles or action figure lines that, that sort of loop in or posters. That's why I love that celebration black and white poster, how it, it connects like the three trilogies together. Uh, Maddie, yeah. what are you, what are, what are you looking forward to? Well, I'm looking forward to um, seeing Luke Skywalker and Ray just train together. I think that'll be really cool. I'm excited yeah. about that's, that. That's going to be awesome. That is going to be <laughs> yeah. awesome. As for me, I've made no secret. The only thing I want to see in Star Wars, and then then you can keep it, people. You can keep your Star Wars, is Luke Skywalker igniting that green. That's, that's, I just want him to turn yeah. on that lightsaber and yeah. kick some ass. 
I oh, yeah. my dad too. I, yeah, I, I was really excited to see that. <laughs> oh, it's um, I can't I can't even predict how happy I'll be. Like <laughs> it's just. I, I I feel like I'll melt like that X Men character in the first X Men. You know how he got he turned into jelly that 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 politician. I, I feel like that will just happen oh. to me. I'll just be a, a pile like of gloop. Guy, like the guy who drinks out of the fake Holy Grail in Indiana Jones. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. I, I don't. Oh. I, I don't. I don't picture it as as dusty though. I picture it like a, just a melt, like just. Uh, just I just go to gloop and then I'm just a glob. You'll just look on the ground at celebration. There'll just be a pile of some weird jelly and a Smoke this Theory Sucks t shirt. And yeah, and a recorder. And people will go, Oh, that's how the podcast ended. He he just melted. At least well, when you go back still... home you can just you, you can when you go home you can roll around and just pick up all those loose stickers that are around your house that are always bothering Jacqueline. <laughs> Well, it's win-win then, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you'll be a puddle, but at least you'll get the stickers, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure, Maddie, that you will get those training scenes you desire. It'll be interesting whether they they do a, um, you know, a corresponding Rocky-esque, you know, you see Kylo training with with uh, Snoke, and then you see Luke training yeah. with uh, Ray, mm-hmm. and there's like a, a sweet montage, some '80s music, and um, <laughs> I, I, I would love that. We need to get um, <laughs> is Chicago available to to collaborate with um, John Williams on a on a screeching power ballad that will inspire. And excite a worldwide fandom of Star Wars fans. Are you excited about uh, Series 4 of Rebels, Maddie? Oh, yeah. See you more, Sabine, and her awesome jetpack that I'm getting. <laughs> oh, awesome. You're getting a jetpack? This could be very dangerous. Yeah, I'm getting... Yeah, it'll fly. <laughs> oh, no. So you're working on a Sabine cosplay? Oh, yeah. Season three. I have um, my season 1.5. And I'm working on season three. With, well, my dad is. Uh, yeah, I don't have the eyes for the, the season things. Like, Sal's always just like, yeah, bro, like season three Kanan, working on it. And I'm just like, <laughs> it's Kanan to me, man. It's just, I don't know. I guess I guess if you've got the faceplate on, then you're you're blind. So that might be season three. <laughs> Oh my God! I was so excited. Kanan acknowledged he was blind on the last episode. It was the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yay! I was thrilled. He couldn't <laughs> see something. I was like, yes, finally. More not seeing stuff. He admits it. He admits it. <laughs> I, I want to see. I want to see Maddie. At, at, at a Freddie Prince Jr. signing or something, just go up. You're blind. Admit it. Admit it. <laughs> and at least it would give me a break in the afternoon of being bullied the entire time. So um, I, I'd appreciate that. Maddie's a real gatekeeping elite. 
Amanda. I'm not sure if you've noticed that. <laughs> oh, no. I don't believe it. <laughs> uh, I like Maddie, Oh, thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Uh, <laughs> thanks so much for calling in and uh, feel free to contribute yeah. whenever you're uh, free and we're on air and I hope our paths will cross again soon. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being had. <laughs> Bye, Maddie. <laughs> Bye. My dad's laughing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That's where all good dads should be. Yep. <laughs> Bye. See ya. All right, Amanda. Uh, do you have time to do a bit of uh, bonus show action? All right. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Cool. Well, before we go into the bonus show, and again, I must remind everyone listening live, uh, it will remain on air. This is the new regime. Uh, plug where we can find your fine work on that sweet, sweet internet. Um, you can find my podcast, Rebel Girl, at makingstarwars.net, on iTunes, all those places. It's girl with three R's, like a riot girl. And you can find me on Twitter at Real Amanda Ward. And nowhere else, because I only like Twitter. <laughs> I like that you negotiated with all the social media networks, and, and, and Twitter got you as an exclusive. No, I, the only reason why I have a Facebook is so I can be a part of this Jill Wars um, listener safe haven. Oh, well, take that, no, Pinterest. No take that. <laughs> and, yeah, if you are a sane and rational member of the Star Wars fan community, feel free to join us at the Steel Wars Listener, Star Wars Safe Haven. You can search that or there's a link on the front page of steelwars.com. It's super fun. You have to answer three very easy to uh, get questions. So I know that you're not some weird spam account. Just remember who's got that sweet, sweet cape and you'll be fine. And that one is Mendo. Um, <laughs> thank you to all our patrons that joined up during the podcast. That was very thrilling. Check it out if you haven't already. To be honest, I'm not setting up a racket to rip anyone off. I find all the reward levels. I thought about it long and hard to make it value for money and that you'll never be without things to listen to. So uh, at least go check it out at patreon.com forward slash steel wars. I appreciate it so much. Thank you to all our listeners, everyone on hold. We will get to you after the break and next week's episode will be at the same time, but a day later. So uh, in America, it'll be Saturday evening, and in Australia, it will be Sunday afternoon. So thanks very much. We'll go into the bonus section, and may that force be with you. Alrighty, we have got 412 on the line. Who are you and where are you calling from? Why do I always make it to the bonus section, Steel? Why can't I get on the real section? 
because people to to hear you, it has to be you have to drop some coin. This is some premium content. Um, you've established this by totally ignoring explaining who you are and where you're from, and 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 that's sort of the just the the rampant breaking of the rules that we can't have on the. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that super fun live call-in show with Amanda Ward from the Rebel Girl podcast and makingstarwars.net. If you were a Steel Wars patron, you'd be enjoying another hour plus of call-in action. Uh, Robbo gets on the line. Uh, Tons of fun things go down. So uh, if you know, getting extra content and supporting the podcast sounds like something you'd like to do. Check it out at patreon.com forward slash steel wars. It is so appreciated. Uh, we also have our merch store is updated with uh, Yubnub t-shirts, which is my favorite t-shirt print of all time. It is a play on an old Pal Peralta skateboard graphic, you know, Tony Hawk and all that good stuff with the skeleton ripping through. Well, this time it's my little furry friend from the Forest Moon of Endor. Is it the Forest Moon of Endor? Like, is it a Forest Moon called Endor? Or is it Endor's Forest Moon? I don't know. It doesn't matter. All I know is that Ewoks don't blink. And that's what's important, you guys. So that is up on the merch store at SteelWars.com. As well as that, we've got the Mendo t-shirts and we've got pre-orders for the Have You Seen Him and the controversial gatekeeping tea, which is your Snoke Theory Sucks. And also you can get sticker packs with uh, five Have You Seen Him and five Snoke Theory Sucks stickers for five bucks. Don't forget, if you are in Adelaide over the next two weeks or Melbourne through April, we are doing live Steel Wars podcasts and my stand-up show, Steel Saunders, The Enthusiast. And you can get all the ticket info at steelwars.com. Also, I'm a little bit remiss sometimes to give a shout-out to all the people that help me get this podcast out every week. Uh, Reed Parker does the uh, photoshops for all the uh, main episode shows, the normal, the traditional, the Steel Wars classics. He does all the photoshops for that. Uh, Paul Dempsey of Something for Kate does our theme song. He doesn't do it every week. He just recorded it once, sent it in. But it was worth it. Um, Eric Struthers, Brad Love, Mick McConnell, Patrick Bonfrisco that work on getting content up, uh, content uh, show noted, all that good stuff. And Josh Chapman, who helps us on the YouTube channel, which you can check out at youtube.com forward slash Steel Wars. Literally, I hear people say it couldn't happen without these people. And sometimes when I hear that, I go, yeah, it could, but literally all this stuff would not come out if uh, they weren't helping us in uh, very important ways because there's a lot of fiddling to do getting these things on the internet. The internet is tough, you guys. I'm trying to fill it, but it's very stubborn. It wants things filled in properly and photos uploaded and audio files. Oh, internet. 
And while we're doing shout-outs, a big holla to the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Uh, MakingStarWars.net is the internet's hotspot for legit Star Wars news and rumors. And we have a podcast network of top-shelf shows all covering the saga from different and unique angles. Now, this is podcasting is the flagship. I'm there when I'm in California for all the news and rumors of the week. Uh, you got Rebel Girl with Amanda Ward and Tracy Gardner, the Cantina cast, covering Star Wars in a very in-depth way with their character analyses and such and such. Rogue One, our Star Wars podcast for wieners with Johnny Grasso, Horst Burkett, and occasionally Michael Pappas, born and raised then his uh, Rogue One, their brother podcast, Blue Harvest, with Hawes and Will. First Order Transmissions, talking Star Wars news. Idiots Array, tackling a Star Wars topic each issue. Tarkin's Top Shelf, talking publishing. Cargo Hold, talking collecting. And The Force Cult, which is Return from the Dead, Darth Maul style. And uh, their last episode, they had an Attack of the Clones special. So check all those out at makingstarwars.net. Just click on the Podcast Network banner. And if you want some comedy podcasting, check out my other podcast, I Love Green Guide Letters, where we rip apart the complaint letters to the Australian TV Guide. Because if you're writing a complaint letter to the TV Guide, you've probably got some issues and uh, we try to work them out on each episode of I Love Green Guide Letters. Thank you guys so much for all your support. Um, People signing up to Patreon fills my eyes with this weird fluidy substance. Admittedly, I have been pouring milk on top of my head, but it could be some tears as well. You don't know. You don't know. What I'm trying to say is, I appreciate it very much. I think there's a helicopter flying next to my apartment block. I'm not sure if you can hear that, but it's very action-packed. If uh, this is the last you hear from me, and this is some sort of government sting to stop me podcasting, just remember me as someone that got very paranoid when a helicopter flew past my apartment. But it turns out I was right. They were after me all along. Anyway, anyway, may that. Force be with you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.